look back to the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day today. Uh, we've been away for a couple days. Thank you for uh, thank you for your emails and reaching out to us. Uh, for those wondering where we were, uh, we took off for a couple days on a business trip uh, recording uh, some new video and uh, some meetings and uh, some planning and uh, for our new book, The Big Bribe. Uh, which uh, uh, is going to be out here in the, in the very near future. Final edits then goes to the publishers, and we're uh, working with a, a very interesting marketing group that we're proud to, to be a part of and a major kind of global, really, push uh, for our book, The Big Bribe, explaining uh, to folks um, what's happening, you know, making sense of the big bribe, the bribes we've all seen, and how they're using these bribes, a lot of it based in money, of course, to um, alter our perception of reality, to make us say, well, you know what, uh, God, that was, coronavirus insanity was, was pretty messed up, and yeah, I got a lot of questions. It does kind of, kind of seem like a pandemic, but man, the stock market's going up. Or, yeah, you know what, they did rig the election in 2020. I, I'm sure of that, but man, look at my 401k, or look at all this free money we're getting. And uh, so, you know, I, I, that's okay. Hey, economy's doing okay. Or the laws of our constitutional rights, you know. They're bribing us there again. Home buy, home prices are exploding higher. Yeah, we're losing our rights, but boy, you know, the uh, the, the money's pretty sweet. So this is, uh, again, this was long time planned. Uh, going back to the Rockefeller Foundation, 2010, lockstep. Read that document and you see the step-by-step playbook that we're living through right now. Anyway, that's why we wrote the book. Because uh, it is the big bribe, but it's also a path to make a lot of money. Because we are going, everything is being inflated, folks. Everything's being inflated. And if you're sitting with your money in cash, it is trash. It will, you will lose hugely. How big will you lose? Let's just take a look at the big picture here. <laughs> Federal Reserve was created in 1913. Since then, the U.S. dollar has lost 97% of its value. That's how you'll lose, like we always lose with cash. And especially now with uh, QE, of course, they're forcing us to put money into risk assets. Uh, but but, it's, but again, that, that's working. And that's gonna, we believe it's going to continue to work. That's why all asset classes are moving higher, especially the, the key ones that we focus on, equities, real estate, cryptocurrencies. And we believe that's going to continue. Matter, matter of fact, we think this is a melt-up environment. There's going to be a bull market that could rival what happened in 95 to 2000. I see all those signs. That's what we talk about in the book. That's what we were doing in Austin and, uh, and, uh, and, and filming some marketing stuff around that. Uh, so Tyler and I had a good time with that. And um, actually, I, I had the easy part. I just had, to, I just had to say some stuff on camera. Tyler did all the legwork and set it all up and everything. So uh, anyway, but we both wrote the book together and we'll have it out uh, hopefully uh, in, the, in the next, uh, I don't know, probably 30 days. These things never seem to move as fast as you want them to. Uh, okay, let's talk about the markets today because we think we see some interesting things here. And uh, I'm going to talk about some, uh, I'm going to talk about some things today that uh, that very much tie into what's happening with our money, but they're outliers. At least some people think they are. They're not. And I'm going to try to, 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 uh, to try to tie a few of these strings together uh, for, our, for our puppet masters are working on here. Uh, but first of all, the markets today uh, could have been ugly. Could have been ugly today. CPI came out, wow, 5.4% consumer price index, a 5.4%. Uh, 
Estimates are 5.3. That's a big number. How big is that number? It's only a 30-year high. Yeah, it's transitory. No question. Folks, you know this because you're a smart money crowd. But I just like to really rub economists' nose in the dirt pretty much as much as I can, as hard as I can, as often as I can. Because they're scammers. They're, they're scammers. Not all of them. Some great economists, okay? I don't, I don't mean to put them all under the same, uh, you know, the same uh, 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 description there. But, but, uh, but most are. Most are. I know this because I've done this long enough to know that we, that's how we make money in the markets. My mentors taught me to go against, what the, go against the, what the majority of economists say. Do the exact opposite. You will make money. No, no joke. That's what they taught me. Both Ted Parsons and Michael Metz 35 years ago. Starting. But it's a different story today because now economists, they're the beard for the Fed. They're the, they're the cover story for the Fed. And that's why you'll never, you will almost never, ever, ever hear an economist on TV, on mainstream media, print or TV. You will not hear them say the truth when it comes to inflation. They won't tell you the truth, which is inflation is one thing and one thing only. It's only ever been one thing. It will only ever be one thing. And that is more printing of fiat currency. It's not supply chain issues. It's not competitive issues. I'm not saying there's not price movement because of these. But folks, the U.S. dollar has not lost 97% of its value since 1913 due to supply chain issues or competition issues or any of these other things. They like to uh, to say, uh, you know, this is why we had inflation. This is why the price of goods are, are changing. Remember, all you got to do is listen, listen to what the Fed's been telling you. They've been telling us straight up. It's just nobody interpreted it the correct way. How long has the Fed been saying, we need more inflation? What does that really mean? We need to print more money. See, they're telling you. They're telling you exactly what they were going to do and what they had to keep doing. ECB, a top ECB guy said the same thing yesterday. We, we just, we're, just, we're just not near our targets on inflation. We're going to have a lot more of it. They got to print a lot more money. They're telling us straight up. Now, we can profit from that immensely, right? Got to know what sectors to be in, what equities to be in, all that kind of stuff, what assets to be in. But we can profit immensely from that because we know their game plan. But again, economists, they're scammers. And the reason I say they're scammers is they never tell you the truth. It's just inflation is money printing. That's all it is. Devaluing destruction of our current dollars we have in our accounts. But they're scammers because they don't say it. And why don't they say it? Because almost all of these, if you see a major economist, I can promise you one thing about them. I can promise you this. I stake my entire career on this. On any major economist, there is. Although I, there's a couple I really like that I hate to, th again, I hate to throw them all under that bus. But the vast majority, they're all employed by the Federal Reserve. All employed by the Federal Reserve. One way or another, either direct payment, they're on the payroll, they get grants, they get scholarships for themselves or their mentees, you know, and they're all invited to the cool parties, you know. I mean, economists now run the world. That is what's happening. 
money printers and economists. These are this is this is uh, this is this is the this is the new power couple, right? And uh, they know they're nerds, but man, they're feeling it right now because they they've got they they got it all. You know, central banks and and the bankers they they control it all now. They're the center of the universe. They know it. You can see by the way they they present themselves. But anyway, I didn't want to belabor the point too much, but but that is the case here. This market could have got cracked today because of this big CPI reading. It was kind of expected, but uh, bottom line is the market, uh, we think the market looks really good here, and we think we're going to go higher. Let's cover it real quickly. Dow, NASDAQ today was our leader. Always what you want to see if you're bullish. Good, good to see us today. Also, we saw a, a change in pattern. We've been seeing a weak smart money hour, and today we did not see that. That's a good change here. Remember, we're getting into the best seven months of the year. Uh, the, the, the risks to this market are beginning to fade away. That's how we see it. And uh, we feel very good about that. We're positioned for that, by the way. NASDAQ of 105 at 14,571. Dow Jones flat. Uh, well off the Dow Jones was you know down over 100 points. So it was good to see it come back. Uh, I think 200 at one point. SP 500 uh, up 13 points. That's three tenths of 1%. Nice move there. Good recovery move anyway. And Russ 2000 uh, actually came in second place today, continuing its string of outperformance uh, up three tenths of 1% as well. Uh, so, you know, here's, here's what we see. Uh, bottom line of the market, we see combination seasonality. Seasonality, again, now turning bullish, best seven months of the year. Q3, Q3 earnings, right? We saw J.P. Morgan today. Uh, yeah, banks always started off. Look, J.P. Morgan got clocked today. I mean, their, their numbers were fine. I, I'm not a bank expert. Uh, they're boring, too boring to me, and I don't trust them. I think they've got a lot of idle real estate sitting around that looks like a big liability to me. But anyway, J.P. Morgan today was down 2.5%. And... Um, on a on a beat, but the market didn't go lower. Again, it's not the it's not the news that matters. It's the reaction to the news that matters. That's a win. That I think that's a big win. I think we're setting up a because you know the banks and financials have really rallied into all time highs. Tyler's been talking about this a lot. Tyler actually liked this group. He was right. I was wrong in this group. Um, but it's it's not uncommon to see a, a buy the rumor sell the news. But see the again the bigger picture is the markets didn't get hit on that. That's very encouraging, very bullish. And again, best seven months coming up. We got a continuation of unprecedented liquidity. U.S. and QE, uh, U.S. and Europe combined, uh, two hundred and forty billion a month in QE tapering. Yeah, it's going to start in November, whatever. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I don't think very long. Again, they want more inflation. That means more money printing. That means more QE, folks. It's QE infinity. Ain't going nowhere. Uh, this is our this is our new financial engineering. This this is just it. And who knows how long it could go on? It could go on forever. It could end tomorrow. No one knows that. That's why we follow price action. Uh, also, investor sentiment again so decisively bearish that it's bullish. <laughs> it's crazy, right? The fear and greed index is thirty two today. Thirty two. My gosh! Wow, that's fear. We're just a stone's throw away from all-time highs, you know? With, again, as a contrarian, it just makes you salivate. It really does. Lick your lips. Share buybacks. Massively underreported story, we think, as well. That's also why we didn't have a big correction with the markets. We really had an internal correction. March to September was ugly. 20 to 50% of all stocks fell at least 20% from their highs of this year. That, that's bear market. That's bear market. For, uh, you know, the combinations, about 40% of all stocks had a bear market, but the broad market kept going higher. How? Buybacks and mergers and acquisition. Uh, buybacks now at an all-time high. Already broke uh, the, the 2018, the Trump 
uh, uh, all-time high. And now we've broken that. Of course, that's what $32 trillion in global liquidity will do for you in 18 months. And, uh, and now and now M&A is also at all-time highs, and we think that's just getting started again. This is the, this is the we are in early stages of a melt-up bull market on our way to 100,000 on the Dow Jones. And we, we're, we're big, big fans of, uh, of, uh, of the folks at Evercore. So when I talk shit about Wall Street, I'm not talking about Evercore ISI or Rich Ross, their chief market watcher, technician, or Ed Hyman, their, their chief economist. These are, these are class acts, all right? They're the best. They, make, they give Wall Street a good name. And they're very bullish. Rich Ross, again, their top technician, is looking for a 7% move higher in the short term, 15% higher by year end, looking for 5,000, SP of 100. He's been exactly right. He's been more right than anybody. He was early, by the way. He had this call a long time ago. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I could go on about them, but they're, they're bullish. There's uh, certain groups they like uh, more than others here. We think the semis look really good here. Take a look at the chart of the semiconductors on the VRA investing system. It is flashing as strong as buy, right at as strong as buy signal as we get. It's there. I mean, it, it could be a little stronger, but we're talking about just 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 a hair stronger. It's extreme oversold on all our VRA momentum oscillators. It's hit. It tagged the 200-day moving average. It's the cheapest it's been in, in quite some time since the, really since the April of 2020, right? Which is we we're just coming out of uh, the worst of coronavirus insanity. So we like the semis. Semis lead tech. Tech leads the market. Again, this is a good looking setup into year end. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about coronavirus insanity because this is all interconnected. This is a pandemic. Everything that's happened is interconnected. I would really encourage you to, to go and watch this series of videos this guy did interview. This uh, Archbishop, uh, <clears throat> the Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigiano, also is the Secretary General at Vatican City. So he, he's, he, he's, in the, he's in the city, you know. He's part of the inner sanctum. And this guy comes out a couple days ago now. I just saw it this morning. And starts lambasting, calling it what it is, calling the, the pandemic what it is, a nefarious global pl globalist plan for forced vaccinations to control the world with a massacre plan on a global level and is a crime against humanity. His words, not mine. This is the guy who should be Pope right here, right? Uh, it's on my Twitter feed. You have to go watch these videos or you read the interview if you want to. But I like watching the videos here because... Uh, you really get a flavor of who this man is. English is not his second. English is his second language, so it's really I love I love to hear the Italians talk in English uh, and and make our English work. It gives it a, I think a flair for the dramatic, and it's also got closed caption beneath, so you can actually see exactly what he is saying. Uh, but man, this guy, whoo, sleep with one eye open, Archbishop, bringing it, bringing the truth, make this man the Pope. There are. There are, there are still good men in the Catholic faith, in the church, in the highest levels. Of course, throughout uh, the world, there are great Catholics everywhere, really good-meaning people. But let's be honest about it. Uh, well, what a cesspool of a church this thing has been, right? Uh, again, at the, at, at, the, at the top levels, almost like the FBI, the seventh floor, you know, and, uh, and our Justice Department. There are great people. It's the leadership, right? It's the leadership decay. 
But it also tells you, and this guy talks about this, Archbishop says this, they're the minority. They are the minority, but they think they've, they've got all this power because they're ensconced in their palatial uh, uh, residences with their private security, and they give themselves the power. But that's not real power. That's why we have to fight back, because when we fight back, they cave. We have to fight back, though. And that's what I think for me, personally speaking, that's what's been most disappointing about coronavirus for me. Because you remember, I started really my research outside of the stock market uh, doing something different really started with 9-11. Tyler and I just had a a great uh, long talk about this in Austin. Uh, That's what really opened my eyes to something. Okay, that's that's a major story that is not the truth. What is going on here? It started me down that rabbit hole of doing research outside of the markets, and it is also interconnected. And I see the same thing here, but coronavirus is, is a story that impacts so many people directly. You know, 9-11 did not do that. You know, unless you lived in New York or, or D.C., we're all impacted, of course. But you know what I'm saying? This has been a direct assault on all of us, right? So what I would say here is that I've been most disappointed because – Some of the brightest people that I know, I mean, super smart people, have put their heads in the sand on this. They put their head in the sands on what's happening here with this pandemic and uh, everything about what 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 whatever these jabs are, whatever's in these things. You know, here we have a we know the truth, right? Ninety nine point eight percent of all people survive this, and this is this is not a a pandemic like anything else we've seen before. Uh, You know, there's so much more to this uh, I won't cover today. But this is the fight. You know, this was never about a virus. This is about control. This, this archbishop walks you through this in these videos. I really think you'll enjoy watching this. You'll learn from it. I know I did. Uh, this is what this is about. It's not about a virus. Not about an illness. It's about the fact this was planned. This is the fight. This is really common. This is how communism wins or loses. You call it what you want to. The Maybe, maybe even the maybe even the permanent ruling class doesn't call it communism. Maybe it's just about power and control. Does it matter at the end what we label it? No. But that's what's been most disappointing is so many people that I respect have been quiet on this. And I, this is not that time. I think silence is a, a source of shame here. I really believe that. And I encourage everybody to do your part, to do what you can to speak up, you know, and to... Uh, Educate people. It doesn't mean getting in a, in a fight, a verbal altercation, or having... Just ask questions, man. Ask people questions. Get them thinking, right? I know a lot of people just don't want to talk about this anymore, and they're just kind of, let, let's get over it. Let's, this is not that. This is... this. We either win or lose. We either... We, we keep America or we don't. This is, this is that fight. I believe that. And I think my 36 years of doing this uh, gives me the ability to make a statement like that and hopefully people will go, shit, dude's done this a long time. He's not joking. Maybe I should listen. Maybe I should step up. Maybe, maybe I should do what I can. Because all it takes is for good people to do nothing, and they win. Um, also, you know, for me personally, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, live and let live guy, usually. I mean... I believe it's your body, your choice. Look, if you want to get a vaccine, more power to you. Get a hundred of them. Good for you. Uh, we've never, ever faulted anybody for wanting to get a vaccine. It makes you feel safer or maybe you think you need it. You've got comorbidities. you got a, whatever it is. You'll just sleep better at night. Good. Go do that. 
But we had to draw the line when they started coming after everybody else, right? Making this this shit mandatory. No, no, no. Because it wasn't about a virus. Again, it's about control. Because it's what you get when you turn people into sheep and you can control them on one major issue, you've got them. They'll fold on everything. That's just the way, that's human nature. And our planners know this, right? So that's why we have to fight back and really educate people about what's really going on here. But I was, uh, you know, I was on the, uh, just to kind of prove it to you, I was on the uh, the board of the uh, uh, Libertarian National Congressional Committee, the LNCC, for a couple of years with Wayne Root. And I'm a libertarian at heart. I mean, I, I really believe in small government and, you know, let's not go have foreign wars and let's keep our money here and let's, let's have a strong U.S. economy and let's protect our, our, our boundaries, you know, our borders. Um, and then uh, everybody can do what they want to do. You're adults. You're adults. You want to smoke weed there all day long? You want to shoot up? I don't care. That's your call. It's your life. I'm not going to be your moral guide. I care about the country. And I respect personal choices. And that's what I that we've always felt that way about these vaccines. But again, that's that's changed now. So it was so awesome, really awesome, to see Southwest Airline pilots step up and have their sick in. Of course, it's coordinated. Obviously, you've heard you've all heard from uh, uh, enough uh, uh, Southwest Airline pilots probably uh, to uh, to know that by now. Uh, but um, you know, the, obviously, the administration is denying it. They're just liars. Uh, they just lie. If they open their mouths, they are lying. And uh, this Jen Psaki, the whole administration, it's, it really is, uh, and they know it. They, they just, they think we're stupid. They, they, they'd be right in most cases, frankly. Uh, they just think that it doesn't matter. They got the power. They're going to use it. Fuck you. I mean, that's really, that's really, what an affront it should be to everybody uh, with this uh, just horrible people running our country right now. But uh, when you go, Southwest Airline pilots, Greg Abbott finally stepped up, uh, put a, a, a vaccine mandate ban uh, in the state of Texas and all companies here. Again, this is now going to have to go in the court system, and that's fantastic because that's really what we needed. We just need to, to give companies an excuse to go, well, I, don't, I, don't, I can't do this now. Look at this. The courts are saying this, right? So this is the, Abbott should have started this sooner. Every governor should be doing this. Certainly red states, blue states aren't going to do it. Every red state governor should be doing this so we can, can give companies like Southwest that are feeling the pressure because really these companies, Boeing, you know, Boeing's now announced 125,000 workers are going to be fired unless they're vaccinated, right? I mean, I don't know what percentage have already been va- vaccinated, but, you know, see so anybody that's not will be fired. They have 125,000 workers. And um, a Boeing, a Boeing, and really, frankly, all these airlines they're all government agencies now. They've all been bailed out by the government. There are strings that come with that. One of those strings is when we tell you to take a position that we want you to take, you better take it. And that's why Southwest folded. And that's why Boeing has done what they've done. These are all ex-military you know, military industrial complex people anyway. These are all big government people at Boeing. So it shouldn't surprise anybody. But again, we have to keep fighting. Because we do have laws in the books that say you can't have unconstitutional mandates. Remember, Biden hadn't even put anything on paper. It was a, it was just a verbal warning of some kind, right? That uh, you know you got to anybody over a hundred employees, you got to do this, right? You got to have a vaccine mandate. He's never even advanced it to a true executive order, and uh, it's not going to get past OSHA because they know it's not constitutional legal. So we just keep fighting. And again, uh, mass civil disobedience is what it takes. Kudos. Bravo. Southwest Pilots. Way to go. 
let's have, I just, I'm ashamed really. And I think if you work in a hospital, a doctor, if you're a nurse, you're part of the, uh, the staff, you know, uh, you should really be ashamed of yourself for not stepping, for not also threatening to boycott, to walk off the job when your coworkers were let go. Uh, but again, we had the federal ruling in New York that backed healthcare workers that w- wanted an exemption for either you know personal healthcare reasons or religious exemption reasons, and uh, so that was progress as well. But I, I, again, I think things are headed in our direction. I really do. I think the good guys win this. Communism is going to lose, and uh, again, that's part of our melt up scenario because we're going to get a, a a massive red wave next year, hopefully. Very hopefully, a lot of these that win will be true America lovers, patriots, not just conservative, you know, got an R by their name, right, when they're really rhinos. Um, and then we can really make changes in this country. I think that's happening. And then 2024, DeSantos, or how about DeSantos and, and Candace Owens? That's my pick. I, I, think, I think that would be an amazing duo that would bring a lot of energy and a fight like we haven't seen in this country well, since Trump anyway, right? And I, I, don't, I don't think Trump's going to uh, run again. I hope he doesn't. I think that uh, he did his part. He can do more from behind the scenes. And I think it's time for some new blood there. Uh, personal opinion. Uh, okay, I love Trump, by the way. Uh, also can't let him off the hook. Coronavirus wouldn't have happened the way it happened were he not president when it took place. That's just the reality of it. Red states wouldn't have gone along. Red states would not have gone along. With the lockdowns and the forced business closures would not have happened under a President Hillary Clinton. Wouldn't have happened. Uh, but still, Trump, Trump's the man. Okay, internals today were, uh, were good. Again, internals today solid across the board. Uh, not quite two to one positive, but you know what? We're going we're gonna to round up and say close to. It was solid. Well, 1.7 to one positive. Uh, advanced decline, up down volume with NYSE and NASDAQ. Again, that's a pattern change. That the internals have continued to get better. Again, we like the smart money hour close today as well. And our sector watch of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, nine finished higher, two finished lower. Upside, utilities. We like utilities here. Up 1.1%. Uh, rates are coming down, by the way, folks. Uh, rates are going to come way, way down now. Materials up 7 tenths of 1%. Tech up a half percent, really not much to downside. Financials down a half percent on the J.P. Morgan sell-off there. And our commodity watch today, a gold today, big move higher again on the CPI news today. And the fact the dollar sold off, which was pretty interesting. Uh, 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 of course, we moved lower in rates help too. Gold up $35 an ounce, $17.94. Just cannot get back above its 200-day. You know what? I, uh, I, I want to I double-check where that is. I have not checked that in a couple days. Woo, man, we are right there. The 200-day for gold is $17.99. We're $17.94. We're five dollars away from the 200-day. Uh, that's good, but it's got a it's got a it's got a pretty ugly channel, short term, one-year channel. It's got to get out of. Uh, but uh, we we love this group. We're positioned here pretty well. Silver, a uh, big move. That probably is two percent move higher in gold. Silver up 2.6% today at 59 cents an ounce at 23.10. Copper up a big 3.9% today. Love copper as well, uh, 4.49 a pound. Uh, oil today flat, 80.55 a barrel. And finally, Bitcoin really had some sharp losses this morning. Recovered all of those. Now up 1,700 dollars at 57,148. Folks, hey, as always, appreciate you joining us here. If you're not a member of VRA, why not? Come and join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.